Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of our uh, AEW Dynamite review and the ra uh, Rampage ramp up. Uh, my name is Carly, and you can find me on Twitter at, at CarlyB88. And I'm here with Connor, as always. You can find him at, at AEW Fanguy18. I got it right this time, didn't I? Yeah. Yep. And we're with the All Elite Zone podcast at uh, on Twitter. You can find us at All Elite Zone One. Give us a like and follow, subscribe on YouTube, and all of that fun stuff. We're also on Twitch and Spotify. Last night's Dynamite was held in Atlanta, Georgia. It was Week Two of Fighter Fest. Um, starting off the night was our first match: Brody King versus Darby Allen in a grudge match. Um, that was, what a match. Yeah, that was basically just Darby Allen getting uh, tossed around like a ragdoll for a solid 10 minutes. What do you think, yeah. Connor? Uh, you can hear me all right. Can yeah, you? I can hear you. Um, I thought the match was good. Uh, the finish, well, Darby Allen went outside the ring. Um, he kind of put him in the same move he did in the uh, Rampage Royal, and I mm -hmm. thought that was going to be it once he... Uh, not put the sleeper hold on him, but uh, it wasn't it. Uh, Darby put up a good fight, but he barely had any offense. Uh, Brody just dominated the whole match, I felt like, but it was a definitely good match, and they're still uh, continuing the story because, uh, well, as you guys know, Miro got sprayed with that black mist. At I, I like how he came out with the shades on, yeah, it's the same as Julia Hart did a little bit with the eye patch. So is he well is Sting gonna join the House of Black now? Because he got sprayed last night. So Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh that was that was a match. You know, I think Darby did the best he could with what he had, all you know, 170 pounds of him soaking wet against Brody King and uh all his strength and weight that he had on him and height. Um oh god, some of those chops that he was delivering to Darby Allen, I saw Darby's soul heading all the way back to Seattle from whence he came. You know, those sentons are huge from Brody King. Um, you know, Darby just didn't really stand a chance one-on-one -on -one in the ring. And and when he held him in that sleeper hold, just like he said, at like he did at the uh, Rampage. Um, Rampage Royal. Royale, the rumble that they had. Um you know, I, I thought there was going to be that count out. I was really, I really thought it was going to end yeah, in count yeah. out, which I can't recall a time I've seen one in AEW, at least recently. Um, but Darby was able to squeak back into the ring only to get just demolished. I can't remember exactly what that spot was, that move that uh, Brody King did. I actually just watched it about 20 minutes ago just to kind of recap what had happened. Um, but. <laughs> I, I was thinking, I'm like, it looks like when my my six-year-old wrestles his stuffed animals, like just complete ragdoll Darby, um, yeah. you know. But then we did see Sting come out. Uh, you know, I really like what's happening with the House of Black and Darby and Sting, you know, the dudes with attitudes. Um, you know, there's nothing better than, you know, two emo guys in face paint, you know, just staring each other down. It was great. I really like where this is going. Uh, you know, Sting got the black mist. We'll see how he goes with that. You know, Miro held up well. He came out with the sunglasses on. You know, after all of the fights Darby and Miro had, seeing Miro come out to uh, to Darby's aid, I think he wants to redeem 
uh, Malachi. I like I like that story arc that's happening. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. I gave the match. I wasn't sure how to read it <laughs> just because it was mostly Darby getting beat up upon. But as far as story style, you know, what the House of Black does, Sting, the whole whole shebang, you know, I give it all a seven, eight out of ten, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's what I was gonna give it seven, eight out of ten. Uh, Darby got a few offense at the end, but yeah, yeah. You know, he had a suicida in there. He does his uh coming out of nowhere, he did rally. Um Oh, he had a, he had a, uh, a move there where he grabbed he grabbed his belt and like yeah. took yeah, uh, Brody King out by the feet, and then you know came through the ropes with his crazy uh, suicida that always gives me heart palpitations because he just does it without abandon and ooh, don't know how long he can keep doing those for, but they're always exciting to watch. Yeah, I'll, he might be the next Jeff Hardy. Well, not in terms of you know, yeah, personal side, Soul but aspect. but in in ring style. For sure, I can see that. But for like a lot of people said, AEW just has matches, no story, no stories in the match. This match had story all into it. it, yeah, it, it there like were stories all night. And like they're portrayed, like they're going back to Forbidden Door, which was last month, and we haven't seen oh, Miro yeah. since he got sprayed with that face paint. I mean, the, the mist. Don't. It was a whole night of storytelling. I thought we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, match two of the night, speaking of storytelling, was the best friends. Uh, Trent yeah. Beretta and Chuck Taylor versus Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley. Um, and as we remember, Wheeler Yuta used to be a member of the best friends until Trent said he didn't like him. And Yuta decided to go kick racks and team up with uh, the Blackpool Combat Club before, you know, he had kind of had to get his ass kicked for a little bit before he earned their respect. But yeah, I thought this was I thought this was a good match too. Um there's a lot, a lot going on in this match. Yeah. It, it started off a little a little slowish, but it really picked up at the end. There were some great spots and moves in there. There was one part where Wheeler Yuta got two pile drivers, like yeah. one right after the other, and still kicked out. Um they threw against the for Chucky like, T delivered a pile driver in the corner to John Moxley. That was just like yeah. wild. I thought it was a good match. I thought it really, really picked up at the end. Um, you know, Yuta and Mox ended up winning, but overall I thought it was fast paced towards the end. I thought um, best friends. I thought Trent and Chucky e. T looked great. I thought it was, I gave it an eight out of 10. That was the best match in my opinion <laughs> last night. I was thinking but, of you. I was like, I know, I know Connor's liking this. I know, I know Connor likes getting Chuck Taylor out there. Because uh, this was actually the first time that Will Yuta and Trent actually was in a match together since he broke mm -hmm. up from Best Friends. Yep. Um, and then like Trent and Chuck Taylor, like they threw Will Yuta across the barricade, the guardrail like twice. Oh, and Moxley yeah. comes up with a chair and just slams it. And then it, it's just real intense. I, I like those kind of stories storytelling uh, I, I was one of best friends to win but I, I knew they probably weren't but I'm just gonna see Chuck Taylor back uh, but that was my favorite match of last night I give it eight no I'll give it a nine out of ten it was also the first time that Wheeler Yuta and Mox teamed up as a tag team as well so I liked seeing yeah. them together um, Regal's always funny on commentary I like him up there with Taz <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I thought that was a good way to keep the momentum going of the night. Sometimes I feel like the second match can kind of drop off on Dynamite, but I thought this was a good way to keep momentum going, especially with the excitement of the Barbed Wire Everywhere match at the end of the night. Um, there was a little break in the middle <laughs> where Tony Schiavone talked to Keith Lee and Swerve about the tag team championship match. I just mentioned yeah. this because there was a cake, and I love it when cakes come out because I always know it's going to end up in somebody's face. And it did in Mark Sterling's, which I'm pretty sure the last time there was a cake out, it ended up in Mark Sterling's face. But this one was really good because, like, Swerve just, like, it's one of the better, better cake smashes that I've seen. Yeah, once he came out, I knew it was going to be him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one can enjoy cake out in the <laughs> wrestling ring. I, I swear, if somebody actually gets a piece and eats it before it ends up in somebody's face, I, I don't know. I'll sing live on the podcast. That's, that's what will happen. They need to have a spare of, and I'll let Connor pick the song. I think they need to have a whole another spare cake for catering. Yeah, because <laughs> who was it last time? Was it Nala Rose? No, she got. Um, I believe Nala Rose got a. I remember there was a cake because Sheeta had like her fiftieth win, but somehow I feel like that still ended up in Mark Sterling's face. Probably because Jade, something with Jade got a, had a cake, but that ended up in Mark Sterling's face. I don't know. Every time there's a cake, yeah. it ends up in somebody's face, and I don't get tired of it ever. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what happened with that. I don't know. Tony Nese, something. If there was advancement in the story, I was just excited about the cake. Yeah, I, in the words uh, of Nyla Rose, I like cake and violence. I think that uh, Sean... Sean Spears and Tony Nese would be a good tag team. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Um, I mean, you could drop Mark Sterling from them, but like the chairman, and I just feel like that would be a good tag team because his his heel persona kind of matches it with Sean Spears in a way. Mm. If you watch his if you watch his promos, um, yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't I know like where that to work. You would have to drop Mark Sterling. I feel like. In a way, Tony Nese needs Mark or somebody, I but Sean, Sean Spears, Spears doesn't. I feel like Sean Spears would be fine on his own. He has enough personality and enough, like, of his own personality to be fine by himself. I don't think Tony Nese is really, like, kind of mean, but, like, interesting enough on his own to really – he needs somebody with him. Yeah, I just uh, – when some JF's gone, he's kind of lost in the shuffle right now. Sean's present team since Cage Yeah, match. yeah so, it really sucks. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know. You got to tweet. You got to tweet Tony Khan. Tell him. Tell him to do something. Uh, I tried with Brian Cage. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> it worked for. Yeah, I I did go back and see Rampage, and he was there. He. I told you he was there. Yeah. I told you. Because yeah. a lot of my friends were texted me about it, and then I, I had to go back and watch it, so he was there last night. You weren't lying. You weren't lying. Third match of the night was Christian Cage versus and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes. Um, I always enjoy the Varsity Blondes. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Luchasaurus or, like, Dino Kane as, like, he just is just Dinosaur Kane. In my eyes, it's just the music, the fire, the, oh, the arms up. It's very Kane-esque to me. 
Um, it was a quickish match. The winners were, um, I don't even know what I wrote. It was or, uh, Christian. Yeah, it was Christian. Oh, Christian didn't even wrestle. He didn't do yeah. anything. That's what it was. Well, <laughs> I was thinking about it. How we hadn't seen a wrestle in so long. He was I was like, oh, we're going to see Christian wrestle. And he did it. <laughs> like, the only thing he did was tag himself in and get the pin. That was it. Yeah. No, he did wrestle. And that's, I was, you know, expecting that. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, the match was there. Just in poor varsity blondes. They just lose. Um, you know, wait, wait, they have a lot. They have talent. I like, I like uh, Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> uh, I had a chance to see him wrestle at an indie show. And, he, and he's really great. Um but yeah, so really, I think the the match was there to push the story along. We saw the return of Jungle Boy. Uh, very exciting yeah. stuff. Crowd went wild. Um, you know, you saw Luchasaurus turn turn face, turn about. Um, I knew he was playing the whole time. Yeah, I said it from the beginning. He was. I mean, kind of sad because I liked I liked uh, Dino Kane. You yeah. know, Dark Luchasaurus. That was pretty fun. We only got it for a couple weeks. <laughs> I, like I hope he keeps that kind of ring gear and that like if he does singles matches he keeps that. Yeah, bring it back like Penta Skiro. Like I like it. Just, hey, Penta versus Luchasaurus it. would be good. Use it as like a threat. Like don't make me bring back you know bad Luchasaurus. Um, <laughs> and we saw Christian Cage escape in classic heel manner, running through the crowd like a coward. Um, very MJF esque. I don't think he's quite. He's trying to get that. there. That's what I feel like he's trying to do. He's trying to get the MJF level heat, but he's he's never going to get it because you're not. You're, can. you're not MJF. He'll never be MJF because he's, he's better no than you, can. and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, you can um, you can go with the heavy promos, the personal promos, the throwing shade at each other, I mean, shade at people, but it's never you're never going to get to MJF's level. You're not, because you have to make it personal for you, too. And that's that's what MJF yeah. did that was so well, is that he Him and made it was personal the... about himself. He shared his personal. He, he mixed so much of truth. And, you know, it, we all just sat there for so long asking ourselves, is it a work, like, every week, you know? MJF was just masterful at it, and... No matter how shocking Christian Cage is, he just can't can't quite. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's good, but that's why he's great. He, the first week he cut a promo, he was basically trying to like MJF when he mentioned uh, what was it? It was something that MJF said in his last promo that Christian Cage kind of took from. I forget what that was, but. Well, he stole some of like the Brian Pillman stuff, you know. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that he he pickpocketed from MJF, and yeah. it just it was one stuff we'd already heard before, and two just not delivered quite as. I mean, even like even though like mjf said terrible things he also said them in a funny way like mid was funny and mid stuck and <laughs> you know we all kept saying mid for so long even at you know like he had this way of just being great at it and ugh, talking about him like he's dead he'll come back eventually in That's any fun. case we did see jungle boy come back is he still injured though i thought he was 
I thought so too. I don't know. There's a rumor I have. Well, I guess it's a rumor. I'll save that. It, it, it kind of pertains to that. Ooh. Save it for the rumor mill. We'll get to that a little bit later. So keep watching. Fourth match of the night was Ricky Starks versus somebody named Cole Carter. I, this whole match is just me with question marks all over my notes. Uh, Cole Carter's AEW debut for the FTW Championship felt. Um, I love Taz on commentary giving a little like rundown history about all the win, all the title holders of the FTW belt. Um, winner was of course Ricky. Who knows who Cole Carter is? He looked kind of just very generic. Like I believe he was. <laughs> He was in NXT. He got killed off. Like he, he he literally got killed off on TV. And he was on he was at dark for a few tapings. I don't have a clue who he is. I thought it was a waste of TV time. But well no, because Dan Housen came out. Like that's what saved it at the end. That's what I mean. That's Dan what Housen. saved it. But that's yeah. gonna be a fun match next week. Dan Housen and Ricky Starks. Hey, Ricky you're gonna be there for that one, right? I will. I'm going to be there next yeah. week. It was like the first match announced for next week. So I was just like, yes, finally a match. Because <laughs> I, and I've just been trying to like glean what might happen next week and what I might see. So at least I know I get to see Ricky Starks wrestle, which you know how much I love Ricky Starks. Yeah. So I might make a sign for that. Keep an eye out for me on the camera with a Ricky Stark sign. Um, Ricky Starks and Dan Housen both have such great character personalities and such great mic skills that just even like their little minor interaction at the end I thought was funny and fun. So I don't know. Maybe Ricky will drop it to Dan Housen and hilarity will ensue. We'll see. <laughs> um, we did hear a little bit of talking from FTR um, about their match with the Briscoes at Saturday's. Um, Death Before Dishonor. I'm going to have to watch that. It just, there's just a lot of matches. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. I really I like this FTR. promo. What's that? I really like, well, it's basically, it's a TR, but Dax Harwood's promo. I really liked uh, his promo. Yeah, Dax Harwood is well, like. It really, it really wasn't a promo, it was real life. So. It was just, he's a treasure. I mean, literally just, I love them. They're both the nicest guys like ever. Just super fabulous. I love that they're family guys. I love what they stand for. Give them all the belts. They already have most of them. So <laughs> it'll be, I just, I can't wait till they win the titles. I think it'll just be huge. The fans like the crowd will go absolutely bonkers. Um, what do we see for the fifth match of the night? It was Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan versus Athena and Willow. What's your take? Uh, this match was supposed to be a six woman. Well, I found out like the intern. Wait, that, was it supposed to be against six women? Because that's what I thought. Yeah, the um, the one that joined Jade and them, uh, Layla Gray. Yeah, Layla Layla Gray. Yeah, she's the intern member of the baddies until they yeah the temporary the baddie. Well, she's in. Well, the intern is injured, so they need an interim for the interim replacement. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be a six women. With I thought Statlander was supposed to be in it. Yes, that limited. Like once they she got injured, they submitted a tag team match basically. Oh, who got injured? Uh, Leela Gray. Oh. Just wanted to need a, a interim for the interim. Like th they've only got one interim member, so they need an interim for the interim replacement. So, 
what you're saying is my my baddie application might be considered at this point yeah they probably got a full list of interims that could i don't want to seem like an official member but anyways uh i thought the mic was, was pretty good um got athena got more tv time uh it's so good willow did very good too um they kind of like they're a good tag team but i like athena and Statlander a little bit better mm -hmm. but um it was just great to see athena get more tv time because is it her second time well in course promos and stuff but in ring it's like her second third time but i thought the match was pretty decent um jade, jade cargill did she did pretty good in this match there wasn't no uh any major mistakes or uh anything like that now marina it's a whole other story but <laughs> I thought Jay did it. We gotta a make lot. it through one without talking about Marina. But but uh, Jay did very good. Uh, I would I'll say I'll give it a seven out of eight. I thought it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. I think Athena is just like amazing. I think she needs to soar high. Um, I think she's gonna be the one to eventually defeat Jade. I think you know Jade can't hold on to the belt forever. Um, but she looks so good doing it. Um, I thought Kira Hogan looked good. You know, I think she's really improving along the way. I know they both, you know, before Danielson got injured, both Jade and Kira were, had been training, um, you know, taking advantage of that time that, uh, you know, Brian Danielson um, uses to uh, before Dynamite to train and, you know, mentor other wrestlers. And, you know, that shows. Um, I think Willow Nightingale is just a, a great a great character. <laughs> I, I really love like her happy, positive vibes. Um, she looks good in the ring. She, she moves well um, and helps keep the flow of the match going. Um, I'd like to see more of her. And I definitely think Athena deserves way more TV time than she's getting. Um, you know, she's so powerful. She countered some of those moves that Jade classically does that just like stomps the match and puts it to an end, which is really building the storytelling through the matches, which is, uh, you know, you see, you see a lot in the men's matches, but the women's matches kind of build match upon match. And you're seeing a lot of the storytelling through the wrestling with Athena and Jade. And I, I find that really exciting. Um, I thought it was a good match. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Winner was Jade and Kira, and I was secretly hoping, you know, like you hope like Athena and Will was going to win, even though you know they're not. But, yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I'll, it was a better than, I'm not going to say it. Um, it, was a, <laughs> it was a very good match. Um, I think it's building for what we're going to be seeing in the future. Should there be yeah. a women's tag, tag team belts yeah. which i think is definitely maybe going to be a thing um i just need to wait for ally and well the bunny i call her ally like that's her that's a wrestling name i know uh her and penelope to get back then they'll be set i feel like yeah because you all got athena statlander mm -hmm. the baddies where you need red velvet um i said with the end of this year that could have them what they could crown them at full gear probably in November. Yeah, they're definitely definitely sowing the seeds there. So, but I do hope. Uh, well, it it'll be good to see like next week on, but for the following, Jade versus Athena for the T 
TBS Women's Championship. Do you think they're going to do that? If they're going to put on Statlander, I think they'll do that first. I think they should do that. I would like to see that. Because if Jade wins, then Statlander is next. But we are going to see. Who is it? It's Thunder Rosa and the Japanese. A Japanese wrestler. I can't remember. Yeah, that, yeah that might be next Wednesday. That is next. They announced that next Wednesday for the um, AW Women's Championship. Yeah. So that'd be really cool because I know Thunder Rosa has fought her before, I believe, in Japan or somewhere else or in the United States, but not on AEW. So that'd be exciting. All right. Last match of the night, the one everybody was waiting for, was the Barbed Wire Everywhere Death Match between Eddie Kingston and the pain maker, Chris Jericho, with the Jericho Appreciation Society suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Controlled by Ruby Soho at ringside with a broken arm. And this was everything I pretty much expected it to be. <laughs> the barbed wire was, for all intents and purposes, pretty much everywhere. We saw it around the ring. There was this nice little grid outside the ring of barbed wire. There were tables covered in barbed wire. There were chairs covered in barbed wire. The What was it? The, the bell microphone which eddie kingston yeah. utilized pretty much immediately to split open chris jericho with um chris jericho came out with a back covered in barbed wire i think if you are going to call it a death match you know i, <laughs> I was like eh, death match there's no light tubes <laughs> yeah. um for anybody who's ever seen nick gage in uh you know gcw yeah, yeah. and all those death matches and that's a death match <laughs> this was a barbed wire yeah. match um you know it was it was a barbed wire match they they fought they landed in some barbed wire i think uh jericho I got it, the worst of it jericho got the worst of it man eddie came in hard right from the beginning it just i don't think yeah. jericho would have won if it wasn't well if you want to say the ending so you know we saw eddie kingston coming hard from the beginning he uh, definitely tossed jericho around into the barbed wire quite a bit um, you know, we saw Jericho split open first. I don't know that Eddie Kingston really got split open bad, but he did get quite a bit of injury to his arms. He landed on his back a few times. Um, you know, everybody was pretty much bleeding by the end. There was definitely some spots into, uh, into the tables. Um, you know, the big moment in the match was when Ty Conti came down to start messing with, uh, Ruby Soho, you know, um, and then to try and get the control for, the shark cage. Um, and then we saw Anna Jay presumably coming to help Ruby Soho, but we saw the Anna Jay heel turn. She went to help Ty Conti beat the crap out of Ruby Soho. They brought the cage down. JAS well, came out at first, at first. And then at first, Ty couldn't get the thing open. Oh, God. I, I, I was saying, like, it was something if they had the wrong key or something. So a lot of them squeezed through, but Hager couldn't squeeze and he's through. He's squeezing through like this. Like everyone was trying to squeeze through, but Hager couldn't do that. And, uh, Who couldn't? Hager couldn't squeeze Hager. through. It was Hager and one of the, member, one of the members of uh, 2.0. Like they couldn't squeeze through because they're so, especially Hager, he's seven foot tall. He couldn't squeeze through there. You can't teach that. <laughs> but uh, eventually they got it open, I think. Yeah, I think eventually they cut it open. Oh, gosh, what a mess. And then we saw, I think everybody else, some Blackpool Combat Club friends came down. Yeah. Um, chaos ensued. Um, 
I wasn't really sure what to make of all of it. Jericho ended up winning, of course, because he had the help from the Jericho Appreciation Society. You know, they laid into Kingston. Um, and he kind of had the final word at the end where he chucked Jericho into the grid of the barbed wire, the, the barbed wire yeah. spider web, if you will. And the camera panned out to Jericho, you know, writhing and screaming in pain as the pain maker, you know, bleeding from his face. Jericho did end up with a broken nose at the end. I did see that on Twitter. That yeah, that I was about to, I was about to say say that. I see yeah. where he had a broken nose. So you know, he did come out worse for the wear. I feel like Eddie Kingston won the war. It, he didn't win the match, but I feel like he I won. Know. He wanted to, he wanted to taste his blood, so I think he got that. I don't know how I feel about how this match ended. I didn't really know how yeah. I felt at the end. I think Eddie has just been after Jericho for so long. I remember when all of this started, when Eddie had them. And I mean, I just feel like Jericho's been making Eddie Kingston look like a fool this whole time. You know, he didn't shake his hand when Eddie won. You know, Eddie's just been getting the shit end of the stick, losing these matches. Like, he only really beat Jericho... In that match in the beginning when Jericho was supposed to shake his hand after, and it's just been like these grudge matches ever since, and Jericho's just won by cheating, and I don't know if this is the end, if this... It all feels a little loose to me. You, you know, know what I mean? I feel Eddie Kingston hasn't really had any momentum besides Revolution when he, when he beat Jericho. I mean, of course, in the Blood and Guts match, he had him up there, but he didn't get the win. And he didn't get the win. And then I thought it might be a thing with Cesaro or Claudio yeah. or whatever his name is, which I thought that was stupid. I'm like, why did you let Claudio win? Like, just give Eddie his moment. That, like, when does Eddie get his moment? Because I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the story. I don't know. I feel very unresolved with how it all kind of wrapped up. And I don't know if it's wrapped up. And if they do keep it going, it's like, how long is it going to go on for? It's like, we get yeah. it. We get yeah, it. There's nothing wrong to do at this point. Must have another match and Eddie win. I mean, it's like, okay, then. Do. But like, Jericho's already beat him so many times. Like, how many, yeah. how much more can he prove? Like, what, we, we did blood and guts. We did barbed wire. Like, <laughs> what, what other matches are there to do? Like, I did blood point? and guts with three rings. I'll be covered in barbed wire. I'll be over the top. <laughs> and the <laughs> light bulb, light tubes. Where are the light tubes? Like, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to do. And pizza cutters. And I like, I throw Nick Gage in there just as like a, you know, <laughs> just as another variable. Like, I don't know what other, like, so this kind of has to be the end of it. And if it is, Jericho wins. And yep. then what does JAS do? Because I feel like they were just there to egg Eddie on. So I guess Eddie kind of won in the end. But I would have liked it better if he'd actually just won. And been like, haha, yeah. Jericho, I won. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. But overall, it was a good barbed wire match. Maybe something could have exploded. Or there should have been tax. Yeah, I was surprised there wasn't tax like that. We were saying that last night. Normally... These type of matches are always taxed. Or maybe we're just spoiled. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how like 
hardcore like wrestling fans were supposed to be like how much we're supposed to expect like these wrestlers to you know especially with the age that eddie and jericho are at it's like how yeah. bad <laughs> do they re we really expect them to hurt themselves in the course of this match um i think they really they really put themselves through like the amount that i would have expected them to put themselves through for this type of match so overall it was good um i'll give it an eight out of ten i would give it a seven out of ten probably um they're always doing these type of matches in AEW, and it kind of gets old after a while. Like, mm. it does, like, I like these type of matches, but, I mean, how much can you see of blood and then thumbtack, well, they didn't do text, but barbed wire. And I wish they would do it, like, every so, not all, how do I say, like, not all together, like, blood all the time. I wish they make it special, like, when it happens. Um, I think on the heels of just having had blood and guts like it yeah. wasn't that long ago yeah, it was like two three weeks ago yeah with the same people yeah. you know we had just seen them kind of tear themselves up so it's like but i will take this match over any wwe match oh yeah and wwe like that's like a punishment for doing something like that like you can't do that in wwe and that's one thing that got me stale of WWE is like you never see that stuff anymore. Like if you see it, it'll be like once, once exactly. every every little moment. Once if you see it, you'll never see it again for another nope. eight years. But I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I thought the match itself was good and um not good, not great. It was good. Um it, it was where my expectations like what I expected it to be, you know, I didn't expect Jericho and Eddie who are getting a little bit older and move yeah. that the way they do to really go super hard. You know what I mean? Um, I'm surprised where, Jer what's that? Uh, I was gonna say, I'm surprised Jericho still to do these type of matches. He's in a lot in to be like these type of matches with, he was Nick Gage. Oh, the Nick Gage match. He's in a lot of these matches in AEW. He's never done before anywhere else really. Yeah. Um, for me, it's when the story ends up weird. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Anna Jay and Ty Conti and JAS and Eddie and kind of where it branches off from here. So, I don't know. I'll put my faith in Tony Khan that he, you know, was really disappointed. I, like, we didn't know what was going to happen with Jericho after everything. And then they made JAS and I thought JAS was great and hilarious. So, we'll see where everything goes. I... Still feel a little unresolved, but overall, I thought it was a very good dynamite. I thought that the Shark Cage was kind of genius for Shark Week, so it was a good dynamite overall. Yeah, the worst dynamite yeah. is still always better than <laughs> the best raw. Yeah, even if even if it's a bad episode, how how bad can you get? Because it? it's still good. Like it's always good. Yeah, you won't catch me fast forwarding through a match, you know, or like. No. Even the matches that I think I'm like, oh, it's kind of boring. It's still good. <laughs> it's still good wrestling. It's still better than any match that more exciting any match than I'll see in you know other promotions. It's better yeah. than you know the biggest move being a frog splash or an elbow drop. You know. 
and as always to anybody watching you know these opinions are made there are opinions we're not wrestlers you know we understand that wrestlers put their bodies on the line for our entertainment so please take everything we say with a great assault <laughs> don't come at us either on twitter or like be weird stalker that's gross yeah. um what do you have oh, wait it's we do rampage next yeah i got Man. the i got the rampage matches a few i know there's a tag match with Britt baker and jamie hater yeah they're in action is that just it in action yeah i'm getting another women's squash match from rampage i could have put someone else to make it at least a set at least a 10 15 minute match for the women because the last four weeks have been it was marina well, no, it was Serena and Mercedes in action. Against some, like, yeah. randos. Yeah, like two weeks in a row. And then last week, it was someone else in action. Yeah, whatever getting... it's in action, it's just... And now oh, we're getting yeah, Brit... it was... Now we're getting Britt and Jamie in action. In action. There's something else I could do. I could book something better than that. I would... Uh... I don't know. I don't know but the... Well the, well, the other matches are Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin, which is pre- previously announced last Friday. Mm-hmm. Blade and Butcher versus Hangman and Silver. And oh, it's, like, oh god, that little segment was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 when they said Butch, with like, the Butch shirt, <laughs> like they were, like they were trying to point it towards Butcher, but that is not where it went. That went to straight shades at WWE. Yeah, it was so funny. I was dying. Then uh, this could be the main event, but I think it's going to be the opening match. Jonathan Gresham, Gresham versus Christopher Daniels. That should be a good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they hopefully they announce more matches for Ring of Honor. Oh, is there the rap battle? The rap battle. Yeah, I forgot that between uh, Austin and Max Cat, yeah, Max Caster. That's great. I'm here for it. I'm totally here for the rap battle and wherever that storyline goes. I love the acclaimed. Yeah. All right. The rumor roundup. The only one I have is the one that everybody knows about Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. That he's feeling better. It might come back. I've got kind of that same thing. Um, well, CM Punk and Kenny Omega are supposed to be wrestling at All Out. That's a rumor, but it could be real, could be, I don't know, but that's a rumor that, that, that they're going to be wrestling it all out. If they are, CM Punk will come back any week now to set up for him Moxley. Well, CM Punk will have to get the belt back from John Moxley. He always got the belt. Moxley is interim. So technically... So he'll just have to, so Moxley will just give it back? He doesn't have to fight for it? Well, if he if Moxley wins, and he's officially the champion of CM Punk wins, and he's still champion. I guess I, I, hate, I hate the interim concept. I hate the interim. It's interim? so confusing. It's so in, confusing. Interim, in, interim. They're they're copying UFC. But dumbest thing I've ever heard. Of Kenny Omega, he is not cleared. He is far from being cleared. He's 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 going to push it. I feel like he is going. I feel like he wants to have all his dream matches, and he's afraid if he. Doesn't do him now. He's never gonna get the chance to do him. Like, I feel like if CM like, Punk beat Kenny Omega, I would be angry. I don't know who would win that match. It should be Kenny Omega. 
That's like a, I don't know who would win. Like that's no. It should be Kenny Omega. But Kenny Omega, like realistically, he's not. He can't. He he really shouldn't come back till next year. But he's gonna push it, and if he does, I feel like he'll be retired by next year. I... But that's just a rumor. Like AW hasn't confirmed it, nor Kenny Omega has confirmed that. I know it's just the rumor that I heard that Kenny Omega's. Feeling better and we'll come back soon. And that's all I heard. It was like, he'll be back soon. I'm like, as long as he's feeling better, that's the main thing. Cause like, what is soon? Like so, the summer? Like, I heard they were like rearranging summer plans for Kenny Omega. Like, but I have a feeling that CM Punk is true that he'll be back. And he, cause he just had a broken foot. Like, he was out in June, July, August. He should be, he should be back for September for all out. Uh, even if it's not all out, it could be Moxley and CM Punk at Dynamite Grand Slam. Um, that would be good for 20,000 people. It's either going to be those two. Yeah, that's all points I really got. Uh, that's all I really have, too. I don't know much else. I don't really scroll Twitter too much. I yeah, guess. there's not, not really, besides that, there's not really anything. I mean, the Briscoes are signed the Ring of Honor. What's that? The Briscoes are officially signed the Ring of Honor. That's not really a rumor, but it's special. It's something. Yeah, something I didn't know until you just told me. Yeah, Tony Khan didn't know um, that. Yeah, he was on some kind of radio thing today, and he confirmed that that they're signed to a long-term deal, but cannot compare, cannot appear on AEW. Oh, they can't. Uh, Warner Media doesn't want. Here's the funny thing: like they're going to be on that pay-per-view, but Warner Media owns Bleacher Report, and they're going to be mm-hmm. on Warner Media stuff, so. Hopefully, I can get that resolved pretty soon that they can be on AEW. Hmm. It's something that one of them said 15 years ago. It's like 1998. And he, he apologized for it in 2004 and it got, it got brought back somehow. Oh, geez. But, well, yeah. the internet's, internet's a crazy place, folks. Yeah, that's why. I get in trouble for it a lot, and it's always me. <laughs> most of the time, but here lately, I haven't been on. Well, I've been on social media, but not starting any arguments. Yeah, I try to like. I only have like forty-two followers on Twitter, so I don't know how anybody else gets in trouble. Nobody follows me on Twitter. See, so all I, I do is voice my. I just voice my opinion on something, then I get like loads of like it's life or death. Yeah, I don't really see much on Twitter. I don't really have much to say. Except Vincent Mann is a scumbag. But I think people pretty much agree with that. (laughs) But when I do say it, I only have 42 people to say it to. So nobody really argues with me. So. Oh, that. That's not even up for debate. He is. Yeah. I mean, there's always that person. we, We always knew he was a scumbag, but then like. I think this whole thing just kind of put like a dollar sign on it. Like this was it's been going on for like years. They said Ugh. something from like fifteen years ago this happened too. So this is going on for a long time. I can't wait till that company goes under. It like never will because it's WWE and people like it for some reason, but Vince is Vince technically he doesn't get to make any he makes decisions, but he has a board over WWE, so they can they can really just boot him out if they wanted to. They really should because the stories suck. 
I don't know if they get better if Vince is gone either because I got Nick Khan. He, he's the biggest problem out of it. He's, he's the one that released everyone or that did all that. I, well, I don't know if I'm going to do the review next week because I'm going to Dynamite. Yep. And I'm going to get home very, very late. And then I have to work the next day. And I don't know if I'm going to take notes. And I don't know if I'm going to get confused with what happened on Dynamite and what happens at Rampage. And I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But I, like, I can always take over and have someone do it for next week. But I will try. I will try. In any case, we'll be back tomorrow for the Rampage live reaction. That's always fun. We laughed a lot last week. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one with Mr. Jacobs. Remember when we discovered uh, Orange Cassidy as the ant and yeah. then his costume switch? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So join us tomorrow for that. It's pretty silly. And um, yeah, we will be back. Do your thing. Like us and follow and subscribe and Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and Spotify. And is that all of them? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us.